friends and welcome to the rogue planet podcast i'm jason mcclellan and my co-host today is the wonderful maureen ellsbury hey maureen how's it going it is going actually really good how about you pretty excellent and i'm really excited we're we're podcasting again um it's been a while and we're getting back into the groove things are looking really good over at rogue planet i'm really excited we're getting some content pumped out there um but a lot's been happening and a lot is happening uh this month and just going forward it's kind of crazy so let's revisit some of the craziness uh, you and i have been busy with starting with the star wars celebration yeah that was absolutely awesome we got to go out to the star wars celebration at anaheim it's the seventh one um and it was just this amazing thing you know comic cons are always focused on uh, a billion different things, but this was all centered on Star Wars, and you walk in and you just feel the fandom. It's it was the coolest thing for me. I agree. It's a completely different experience. Like you said, you go to any of these other cons, and they're awesome, and they're just kind of all over the place because there's so many different things being represented. At Star Wars Celebration, it's all Star Wars all the time. Everybody is there with one common interest and that is Star Wars. So the Star Wars cosplay is just like over the top because that's all that the cosplay is, is Star Wars. Um, just the props, the vendors, Star Wars, Star Wars, Star Wars. Uh, so if you like Star Wars, pretty, pretty awesome time. Yeah, I had I had a, like a fan boner the the entire time. <laughs> it was awesome, and you know you you see this at other cons too, but this was just to the max. Like seeing R two D twos rolling down the hall. <laughs> there was just there was, about five hundred of them. At yeah, least. yeah. I mean, you might see a couple at at uh, you know San Diego Comic Con or something, but they were everywhere here, and they even had like droid races. <laughs> that was pretty cool. Um, Pretty, pretty interesting to see that. That was awesome. And uh, seeing Mark Hamill was pretty cool for me. I mean, we waited a long time for that uh, in line to see Mark, Mark, the Mark Hamill panel. Uh, Mark Hamill panel? Mark Hamill panel. <laughs> but it was pretty cool. Yeah, and you know, one of my favorite things about that is is the crowd was so amped that instead of having lighters, like when a rock <laughs> show is really good, everyone had their lightsabers up in the air. And it they played the trailer, like the new teaser trailer, about every panel they did. And they just kept replaying it all weekend because everyone would lose their minds. Um, uh, cool us thing, included. Oh, oh, yes. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, when uh, Harrison Ford or Han Solo appeared at the, the end and said, Chewie, we're home, I about fainted at the airport on my way. Um, but also we got to go to Disneyland, and I that was the first time I'd been there in 20 years, and that was really cool seeing how it's incorporated into Disney now. Um, there's the C-3PO and the R2-D2 Mickey ears, um, just a lot of focus. Obviously, Star Wars has been a part of Disney for a long time and uh, with Star Tours and everything, but it's just to the max now. 
And continuing to grow. Yeah, it's insane. Uh, that was awesome. And certainly being there during Star Wars Celebration, there were tons of Star Wars fans there. Lots yeah. of Star Wars shirts. And I'm sure that's the norm there now. Like you said, oh, it's well oh, represented. Yeah. But but I got to say that that event was pretty epic. And uh, it's unfortunate it's not traditionally an annual thing. I'm sure it's going to be an annual thing now with just how huge Star Wars is. Well, yeah, next year's going to be in Europe. Yeah, it's going to be in London, London. and that's uh, a trip, unfortunately, I don't think we're going to be able to make. <sighs> I don't know. I'm still going <laughs> to hold my breath. <laughs> yeah, pretty awesome, though. So good job, Star Wars Celebration. Um, really excited we got to be a part of that. Um, so much fun. And man, there's just so many cons all the time now. It's like the norm. Every city has a con. And... You know, some are kind of lame, unavoidable, but pretty much every major city has a pretty decent con, some sort of Comic-Con type event. And Denver is one of those major cities with a Comic-Con event that's coming up this month, and Maureen and I will both be there, Denver Comic-Con. And it's, you know, it's really hard to realize it until you stop and, and really look into these different events because they're all fairly new. You know, San Diego Comic-Con, kind of the giant institution of, of comic conventions, um, started in the 70s, in 1970. So, you know, that makes it more difficult to, to when you before you stop and, and think about it, just how young these other cities' events are. Denver Comic-Con just started a few years ago. The first one happened in 2012. But for that first event, for just trying something new... They pulled in 28,000 people just at their first event, and that reportedly set a record um, or a second-place record for the second-best Comic-Con opening ever. Um, so they were thrilled about that, as they should be. And just in a matter of a couple years, last year's 2014 Denver Comic-Con pulled in 87,000 people. So, you know, just – these attendance for these things keep growing and growing at a crazy rate. I'm sure they'll hit a hundred thousand this year. It's just crazy. Well, let's hope so. Yeah. Right. And all those people should be coming because I will be actually speaking on a panel yeah. on the Saturday, uh, the 20, is it the 23rd or fourth? Um, anyways, at two thirty PM, I will have mo more details eventually, but I will be joined by uh, the likes of Bonnie Burton and a bunch of other women in the geek industry. And the whole panel idea is to get women involved um, to encourage people to get into careers in the geek industry. And um, I think it was totally awesome. And I got invited to be on it um, by our friend Eric for sort of a different perspective of, of mainly my UFO focus. But now, obviously, I, I've broadened my horizons quite a bit. So uh, it should be fun. It's going to be awesome. I'm so glad they're doing this, and you're seeing more and more panels like this, and I really applaud them for doing that. I'm excited to go see this panel. I'm not a, a girl or, or somebody trying to become a a geek girl. <laughs> no, you just it. want to go to throw tomatoes at me. I totally get it. I really do. No, it's going to be so much fun, and I, I hope it has a good turnout because uh, I think it's a really good message they're trying to do to encourage people to pursue uh, careers in this field, and most of the time that it entails creating your own uh, <laughs> opportunities, yeah, sure you know, and, and people need to, I think, uh, be encouraged uh, to see that other people have done that 
and you know just give them the motivation to take a risk and and step out and do these things on their own and pursue what it is that they love so i'm going to be there to support you and uh really to see what the what the whole feeling is there i mean i like i said i do hope people turn out for it because i do think it's an important topic and I'm glad to see it represented there. But that is a big thing that's, that differentiates, differentiates Denver Comic Con from other cons in that it focuses uh, on education and uh, trying to make education fun by using – they started out by using uh, comic books as an educational medium. But they've since expanded into pop culture, using pop culture to make education fun. Denver Comic Con is you – know, some of the cons are – the larger ones are run by – corporations that uh you know have multiple cons in different cities or in the same city but uh denver's not uh one of those it's it's run by a nonprofit organization that's an educational organization called pop culture classroom so their focus and their mission statement directly uh is is focused on education and uh educating the children and the public through comic books and other forms of pop culture so, well, that might sound boring. <laughs> it's really not because what they're doing is they're having panels um, like – and I don't know if they're going to do it this year because they haven't released the schedule yet of the programming. But in the past, they've had uh, panels like um, talking about NASA and specifically having a panel of women at NASA talking about women in science so things like that are, are, are an educational component that make it fun. It's still you know within the the whole world of of geek and and nerdy content presented in a fun way and in a fun environment. But they still have other stuff that you can casually observe and, and just be a casual geek. Yeah, you know, like photo ops and cosplay and and there's tons of celebrities you're leaving out all the the fun stuff you know you've got people from x-files game of thrones uh guardians of the galaxy we've got our buddy garrett wong from star trek voyager is going to be there sean austin lots of lots of interesting people so there's all the g- general stuff too that a lot of the fans prefer yeah uh, there's a pretty at- broad representation yeah. there and uh this is cool too that uh each year they partner – or Breckenridge Brewery creates a special beer for Denver Comic-Con, and they're doing it again this year. And I guess they have uh, fans vote on what uh, what the name of the beer should be. The one for 2015 is going to be Hulk's Mash. Mm. Okay, that's interesting. <laughs> yeah. Considering- well, they describe it as a, a pale ale made with mango puree and mosaic hops. Huh. Yeah. I well, I mean maybe I'll try it, but – I'm not sure that that sounds a little sweet for me, but yeah, the mango puree definitely makes it sound sweet, but I don't know if it will be. We'll have to see. Hulk, but Hulk, Hulk smash, smash is fitting considering I finally went and saw Avengers: Age of Ultron on a little solo movie date with myself uh, yesterday, and um, so Hulk is is big in my mind right now. Mark Ruffalo also, <laughs> <laughs> um, and you know the movie was actually it was decent. It was good. But uh, I think, as I mentioned to you, Jason, the the mouth of mm. Ultron bothered me so much. And you have um, you've got Spader's voice behind it. And it's I don't know. It was a weird mix. Well, I haven't seen it yet. But since you said that, I know, I'm now sorry. I'm only going to be fixated on that mouth and it's going to bug me even more than it would have. 
probably go see it and let me know. <laughs> I will have to do that. Hey, you know, something else that I'm really curious to see at Denver Comic-Con. This is Denver. This is Colorado where they have recreational marijuana now. And last year, even dispensaries were getting into the Comic-Con spirit. <laughs> and they were offering uh, Full cash. fans of Comic-Con uh, discounts as well as offering special strains they created just for Comic-Con. The examples I saw were Bruce Banner and Death Star. Um, so I'm sure they're going to do that again this year. It'll be interesting to see the representation of cannabis at Comic-Con. Did you not like my suggestion? <laughs> yes, I, I did. Uh, yeah, it'll be interesting. It'll be fun. Um, if anybody's in the Denver area, come out and see us. We'll be all over the place, I'm sure, running around. Um, and if you can spot us through a crowd of 100,000 people, please do come up and say hi. That's right. Oh, there's going to be a weird science panel. Yes. I forgot about that. You think Saturday Robert Downey night. Jr. is going to come? No. I don't nope. either. <laughs> That'd be cool, though. But uh, 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 it'll be fun. Well, and um, let's get into something else because we kind of have uh, a big announcement, you and I. Um, which is that we began working with To The Stars, which is the latest project from Tom DeLong. The website just launched on my birthday, which was also Star Wars Day, May the 4th. And we're pumping out articles on it and a lot of weird content that uh, hopefully people will enjoy. We're all over the board there. Yeah, the website right now is tothestars.media. That is the uh, the dot media to go to it's not dot com it's dot media to the stars dot media you'll see all sorts of weird stuff on there and i'm really excited about this company because it's a company that you can't really put a finger on as to how to describe it it is this giant multimedia company that has its hand in so many different things movies comic books television shows news stories animation all over the place really cool product projects too um some of that stuff is already out. Poet Anderson, I'm a big fan of Poet Anderson. That's uh, been out in a animated short um, since December, I think. But it's also come out in comic book form. And the novel, the first novel in the Poet Anderson series is going to be released soon, too. A lot of exciting stuff going on with Two of the Stars. So definitely check that out. And like Maureen said, she and I are writing a bunch of pretty zany stuff for that site. So... It's awesome. If you if you like uh, wild and crazy and strange stuff, there's something on there for you. <laughs> Paranormal, rap boners, boners yeah. aliens, sex dreams, uh, <laughs> force fields, the works. So. Yep. You'll find something on there that you dig. But uh, yeah, that's the latest project from Mr. Tom DeLong, and it's pretty exciting. So we're really excited to be a part of that and uh, exciting things to come. It's a lot of exciting, Jason. A <laughs> lot of exciting. And you want to talk about exciting, Maureen. Let's get into some news here. And how can we not start with the biggest news of all? That's X-Files. Oh, yeah. Yep, yep. So excited. Of course, we learned that X-Files is coming back in a limited run, a, a mini series of sorts. It's six episodes. And we just found out, Fox announced on Monday, May 11th, the premiere date for the revival of X-Files. And what do we know about X-Files, Maureen? We know that both Agents Mulder and Scully are returning. And Skinner and the Cigarette Smoking Man. And um, those are the ones I know are for Officially, sure. Yeah. We're waiting for, hopefully, Crycheck and um, 
we'll see who else. If, um, if they bring back the cigarette, they, they are bringing the cigarette yeah. smoking man back. But because they did that, I think they could bring back our uh, our favorite Dean, Dean Hagelin too. Yeah, so we'll see if the lone gunmen come back. <laughs> they can figure out a way to revive those guys. Well, then the problem is, is we've only got six episodes here. So yeah. they're going to have to cram a lot in uh, to those. And we don't really know what the storyline's going to be That's yet. That's right. Um, it is filming back in um, Vancouver, Canada uh, this summer, in fact. So I know we already know one person who's hell-bent on going up there to try to become an extra on one of the episodes. But the official... Uh, air date will be January 24th, if I remember correctly. Yeah, Sunday, January yeah. 24th. And this is yeah. right after the NFC Championship game, which will give them prime television spot. Uh, you know, those shows get huge viewership. Right. I don't really know if the viewership of football and X-Files translates well, but I don't know. As somebody who watches football and loves the X-Files, it works for me. But well, I, th- I, th- I think that, too, that, that the cult... Uh, phenomenon surrounding the x-files is built into people who aren't actually interested in paranormal phenomena anyways right it's just become this huge thing so people are like oh Mulder and scully yeah i'll watch that and maybe they didn't watch it when they were younger but they're going to watch it after watching football and either be like what the hell is this or enjoy it and keep watching it so it'll be interesting because i mean with the advent of netflix we've seen so many people um, who never watched it or were too young to watch it back in the day, yeah. uh, see it all and, and how they've become big fans too. So I think there's a lot of people excited about this. It's kind of like how we're getting all these um, 90s reboots, how like Twin Peaks, you know, everyone's mm-hmm. super excited about that coming out soon. Um, so we'll see where all these little storylines take us and whether or not the X-Files will be focused on more of a monster of the week type of thing or whether they're going to do a direct alien plot line. So we don't know at this point, really. Yeah. And I don't know what to hope for. You know, I go back and forth. I would like to say both um, yeah. would be fun, but it's hard to we do just don't have enough episodes. time. Yeah. Well, and again, and, and I saw that, um, I don't remember whether it was David Duchovny or Jillian Anderson who posted, you know, we, we didn't want to do a ton of episodes. We only mm. wanted to do a few. We weren't right. going to sign on if it was this huge, long 25 episode season. I think it was Duchovny. Uh, yeah. I but, think David said that. Yeah. Um, and, which and, is funny because you know, he doesn't have a lot going on. So <laughs> a, little, a little disappointing to, to hear that. But at the same time, I, I totally understand, you know, you imagine being pegged as that character for, you know, last 30, almost 30 years. Yeah. I mean, it's a, a good gig and you've got this huge fan base, um, I don't know. Seems like it'd be kind of a fun thing to do, but it's exhausting. I guess he can complain, but we can complain as well. Right, right, right. <laughs> Definitely. Well, some other extraterrestrial related news that came out today was uh the announcement that the movie Extraterrestrial, not ET, not Steven Spielberg's movie, but it's just called Extraterrestrial. Uh, just came out on DVD and Blu-ray. This is a property that was acquired by IFC, and it was it had a limited run in in some theaters, but it was really uh, the deal was to put it out as a video on demand right away, and that's what they did. They did video on demand and some limited engagements in theaters, and they just released it on DVD and Blu-ray. Now, this is yeah, a movie and- from the Vicious Brothers, and I don't remember if we talked about this when we did a. a 
Comic-Con recap or not. I, I have a feeling we did. We probably did. This is one of the panels we went to at New York Comic-Con in, in 2014. And uh, their hashtag is get probed. So get you can, probed. <laughs> uh, know that it's not like a super serious, it's more of a little horror uh, film. But they were really inspired by the Travis Walton case and some other actually legit um, cases that are studied in uh, the UFO field. So it's interesting that they take took some of those dynamics and put it into this really campy sort of movie. I haven't actually watched the whole thing yet. I've just seen the previews. Uh, I don't know if you saw it. No, I haven't seen it. Um, you know, we got to see a little little previews here and there at, during the panel in Comic-Con. Um, and it's a really well-done movie. So, you know, for being this thing that's a little campy, it's it's full of cliches. Um, I think that's kind of what it's supposed to be. And it's made by fans of this horror extraterrestrial genre and by fans of UFOs and extraterrestrials in general. I mean, they did research the topic. They're obviously fans of fire in the sky. And I mean, their their recreation, it's basically what it is, a recreation of the scene from, from fire in the sky where Travis is hit with the beam and thrown back by the UFO. That's a, clearly an homage to fire in the sky. And they're not shy about that. Uh, but they do have the, you know, the stereotype for a horror movie with bad things happening to kids at a cabin in the woods and the stereotype for anything UFO with a crazy conspiracy guy who knows about the government's secret arrangements with extraterrestrials. But when that guy's Michael Ironside, it's awesome. <laughs> and plus, because on the panel, we're pretty sure Michael Ironside was drunk. Um, <laughs> yeah. He came out late, guns ablazing. It was it was awesome. I mean, it, uh, it was awesome. And maybe that's just Michael Ironside. Maybe. Michael Ironside for the win. <laughs> yeah. That was a great panel. The Vicious Brothers seem like awesome guys. They did a really good job with what I've seen of the movie visually. Um, and as a fan of both horror movies and alien UFO movies, I'll definitely check this out. I was going to say we should probably stop talking about it until we both actually watch it, just in case, A, it's... During the next really episode, terrible. we'll say that movie is a piece of shit. Yeah, maybe. It could, could very well happen. Well, I, I think it'll be a fun watch. Yeah. So one thing that's been breaking the internet, I guess, for a while here is the issue with women in sci-fi. And we've had a lot of um, sort of backlash recently because poor Black Widow um, from... Age of Ultron. She has been cut out of all their toys. In fact, um, just yesterday, it was revealed that she was replaced in some of the toys, like one of her scenes with different characters, different male characters on the motorbikes. Um, and so that's been this big uproar. Like, poor, she's not, Natasha's not getting any love here. Um, what does this mean for? Uh, the, the market sale of toys to sci-fi, like half the kids who are watching this are females and the toy companies are not getting this and they're sort of lashing out and d deciding that maybe that wouldn't be as good for their uh, bottom dollar. But um, outside of that, we are also seeing a turn of a lot of strong female sci-fi characters. And I mentioned this because A, I published a story on tothestars.media about 10 of the most badass female characters in sci-fi that, you know, some of them are on my list. There was too many to actually decide. These are kind of a random, not necessarily my top, top, top 10. Um, but now today, the female Thor has been revealed. 
And I don't want to give away any spoilers, but the issue is coming out tomorrow. So I don't know. Do I talk about it? Do I not talk about it? Uh, it's on the site. It's a character, iconic character. We all know. Well, I'm just going to say it because Go for everyone's it. probably seen it anyways. So Jane Foster is the new Thor. What do you think about this, Jason? I mean, she was his girlfriend for so long and his sidekick. And now she's the one that, you know, she's she has cancer. And she's the one that's worthy enough and strong enough to pick up the hammer. I do like it. But my only thought with all of these announcements like this is how many times do we get teased now because these announcements are made and then they dump that actor and they choose a different actor. Well, that's the thing is that this is, this is from the comic book. So, right. so this is maybe not even transferring over to the Marvel cinematic. True. Universe. True. So right now it's, she has been Thor for the last year, almost in the comics. Yeah. And, um, and then, so whether it does transfer for over and we see Natalie Portman as female mm-hmm. Thor, it's funny because she's kind of this meek woman in a sense of, it's going to be interesting to see how she translates into a female Thor if she agrees to do it. Right. And, you know, I like, I think we're seeing more of this now where the people creating this stuff are... Maybe paying a little more attention to fan feedback and what fa- you know, thinking more about what what the fan reaction is going to be and what fans would want. Um, I don't know. From what I've seen, people are pretty happy with us. I think so. I think that that now it's it was leaked, and of course there was probably some backlash. Oh, Thor! How come Thor isn't you know Thor? Right. And, uh, so, but we're seeing now people excited about it. They there was a lot of speculation about who it would have been, whether mm-hmm. an agent of Shield, another Asgardian. Um, but in fact, no, it was a a mortal woman who obviously had became ambassador to um, Asgardian culture. Sort of, I don't know. It's uh, it's interesting to see. It is, and again. I think any time there's news like this that explodes on the interwebs uh, related to any of this geeky stuff, where the woman is at the focus of it, I'm excited to see because that hasn't been the case very much at all. But like you said, we're seeing more and more of it. Not enough, but more. No, it's great. You know, there's two genders in this. Well, more than two genders <laughs> in this world. Yep. So, you know, we should acknowledge that. Yeah, and uh, you mentioned your article on Two of the Stars. People should definitely check that out. Like you said, I mean, yes, there aren't – there are lots – I'll start over. There are lots of badass women in sci-fi. Um, a disproportionate amount for sure. When you dig into it, there are lots and lots of badass women in sci-fi, and you did a good job narrowing down 10, but uh, it doesn't – it doesn't and shouldn't stop there, but people should definitely check out the 10 that you listed on to the stars dot media. Yeah. I tried to put in a few that aren't necessarily, uh, well known. So, um, some of the smaller, smaller role characters, yeah. there's a bunch of the well-knowns too. Though. Yeah. Well, like we said, there are lots of different stories on there and new ones coming out every week. Lots of stuff happening at rogueplanet.tv and plenty more to come there. Um, we've got a lot of stuff in the works, 
So we will leave you hanging with that. And uh, we'll try to, I don't know, Maureen, you want to want to do a podcast from Denver Comic Con? We'll definitely try to. Um, <laughs> yeah, you're going to be busy. We tend to say that every Comic Con. We're like, yes. yeah, we're definitely going to podcast directly from. And then we get taken away in a million different directions. But we'll definitely try. We planned to do uh, that from, from Star Wars, but Disneyland took priority. So Yeah, yeah <laughs> that was too much. Too um, much. But if not, you know, um, maybe next week. Maybe next week, indeed. All right. Well, thank you for listening to the Rogue Planet podcast. Remember, again, check out rogueplanet.tv and check out tothestars.media. I'm Jason McClellan, and uh, on behalf of my co-host today, Maureen Ellsbury, thanks a lot for hanging out, guys. We'll see you next time.